It's only by the blood of the cross that that peace can exist. And I'll also say this, that whatever peace we have, and I'm talking about believers now, I'm not talking about non-believers, that peace is only a token peace in this life. There's still going to be, be times when we are not going to experience, first of all, that inner peace just because we live in a fallen world. That peace will not become a complete reality until the Prince of Peace comes. Okay, this is a word of grace for Wednesday, December 2nd. Now officially into the last month of 2020. Um, we talked last time, Derek, about when you put the tree up and stuff. Uh, so do you also start watching Christmas movies at this time? Oh yeah. Okay. What are what are <laughs> what are the uh, what are the staples in the uh, Gillespie home? Okay. For well, White Christmas, uh, Alistair Sim, uh, Christmas Carol, Alistair Sim. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's my. I mean, even though we watched three different uh, Christmas carols, he's my favorite because that's the one I'm used to okay. from uh, my youth. Have you seen the Christmas the Scrooge musical? No, I've never seen it. Uh, with uh, is is it Alf, Albert Finney? Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Albert Finney. Sure. Yeah, the, the one okay. of the line, one of the songs in there is a l song our family loves to sing. I hate people. That <laughs> I deplore them. <laughs> what a great! I mean, that's not a great thing to say, of course, but it, we just love that. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, I hate people. <laughs> And of course, his heart changes uh, and grows three sizes, or that's mm -hmm. another character, I guess. So, okay, yeah, we have what, a French what? one also, Joya Noel. A Are French you familiar one? with that? No. Yeah. Well, okay. it, it has sub subtitles and what have you. It, it takes place during World War I. Okay. Uh, it, it's really a touching one, though. It's not uh, uh, syrupy, you know, it's heartbreak, you know, okay. people suffering, and yet uh, they choose to stop fighting long enough to celebrate Christmas together. Okay. Okay. So you can watch movies with subtitles. Oh yeah. Have you seen yeah. Stalag Seventeen? Yes. That's a Christmas film. Yes, I, yes. A war movie. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. Won't do a spoiler for people. I mean, <laughs> could we say spoilers for a movie that came out like in 1941? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like spoiler if you haven't seen this movie yet. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm trying to think of any others that I like. Um, well, we tend to. We tend to, like the Nativity movie that came out a few yeah. years ago is good. We, we watched that also. Yeah, It's a Wonderful Life. Like mm -hmm. Sometimes that gets tiresome if you see it every year, but mm -hmm. um, a, uh, there's there's a few there's a few that are that are good. Do you think it's do you think it's possible to be visited by Christmas spirits? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you're spoiling uh, everything. Well, I, I think if uh, some people are imbibing in spirits prior to, they <laughs> might. <laughs> Did you used to leave out uh, cookies and milk for Santa? Oh, yeah, as a kid, okay. sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And, of course, we used to find our toys and play with them before Did Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> do you still do that when Pam purchases you things? Do you, are you a snoop? Well, I... I don't like surprises, so a lot of times I con her into giving me my gift ahead of time. Okay. okay. Well, I'm sure we'll, this will be fun to talk about your Christmas traditions over the next few podcasts, but we want to move into our our discussion um, on the names of Christ. And uh, today is is a name that is that is really associated with Christmas, the Prince Amen. of Peace. Mm -hmm. 
Prince of Peace. It's announced in Isaiah 9. Mm-hmm. His name shall be called the Wonderful Counselor, uh, the Mighty God, mm-hmm. the Everlasting Father, and then, and then the Prince of Peace. Of peace right. Man, our world could use peace. Yes, and, and you look at this last year, and it has been everything but peace. There are, there are so many, what would be, if you would, what would be the opposite of peace? Conflict, yeah. disharmony, yep. confusion, mm-hmm. hatred, anarchy. Yeah. Well, you must be married to an English teacher or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are, that's great. And that's what we've seen. Absolutely. Well, I mean, whether it's political unrest or national. Mm-hmm. Uh, discord. Um, anything about I hate people? I kind of joked about right. that song, but mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that is really what it, our world is doing. Yes, hating each other, and th- and there is no peace, isn't there? Um, it's one of the lines from the carols. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. and, and one of the lines is, "There was no, there is no peace." I said. Um, I think the thing that, that uh, affects me is when I see an artificial piece, people want to, you know, uh, lock arms and sing kumbaya and uh, be kind to one another, be nice to one another, and we're going to be nice. But if you notice, they're nice all the way up to December 25th, and the next day they go back to being the same rancorous individuals that they were prior to that. And it's because it can't be sustained without uh, uh, receiving that peace from the source, which is the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. That kind of happened on September 12th when people would sing God Bless America on the sure. steps, and that kind of brought them together personally. But mm-hmm. it, you're right, it could not be sustained. Besides national lack of peace, we've seen rioting, we've seen demonstrating, we've seen violence. Um, there's also personal lack of peace right. in the hearts right. of people. I mean, yeah. even among people in our church family, mm-hmm. and I'm sure in the, in the lives of everybody, there is something in our lives that is disturbing right. and troubling. Well, it, it makes me think because of the fact that we're born with war in our hearts. We're separated from God. We're at war with our Creator. And I wrote down uh, four things that I thought about. Man is in conflict. He is, he is at war. He's at war with his God because he's alienated and separated from him. He's at war with men because of fractured relationships. He's at war with himself because of inner turmoil and the vexing of the soul. And he's in ter- in war, at war with creation. And let me just read this very quickly. It says, uh, even the very ground we walk on, I don't remember who wrote this, but I've read so many different uh, sources, but it says, even the very ground we walk on is a challenge to us. The prick of thorns is a constant reminder of no peace. And then this one writer went on to say, and he attributes this to Tennyson, he says, nature is red in tooth and claw. So I had to go look that up. And it says, Uh, This means it is a reference to the sometimes violent and cruel world depicting an animal covering his teeth with the blood of its prey. But it can be associated with men because we do the exact same thing. So where does the Prince of Peace come in? 
we, you know, what is the what is the blessing here of Christ as the Prince of Peace? That's that's really a beautiful name. Mm-hmm. What, what is what is the initial significance that we should be uh, meditating? Well, on? the reality is is that He has purchased or procured peace at the cross because an armistice was needed. And primarily, he, okay, he procured peace at the right, cross, but right. primarily, what, what would be the primary peace that he procured? Okay, the uh, peace, are you speaking in terms of the peace that exists between you and God? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Right. All right. Right, because I shouldn't have interrupted you because um, you were. That's all right. No, Go ahead. it's not all right. It was dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I, I, I just wanted to. I wanted to uh, make sure we understood that that peace with God right. is more important than just getting along with each other. Absolutely. So I, I'm you know, sorry I'm, for interrupting. I'm glad you brought. I'm glad you interrupted me because it makes me think of the song, the uh, Gloria in Excelsis, uh, in uh, the, the Nativity story in uh, verse 14 of chapter two, to where it says, "Glory to God." in the highest, and on earth, peace among those whom he is pleased. Well, I remembered it from the King James. I learned it from the King James, and it says, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. And people have taken that out of context forever. They think that the peace that is being talked about here is man being nice to man. But in reality, it was God bestowing his favor upon men by the Prince of Peace, uh, procuring salvation so that person becomes saved and now they truly have peace. They have not only peace with God, the war, the war between God and that man is over, but they have the peace of God, which is tranquility of mind. Yeah, yeah and that has to be first before there can be any real peace. I don't know why people, when they come together, they always sing Kumbaya. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's mm-hmm. funny how people always say it. They never want to sing anything else <laughs> in our little stories, right? They never come together and sing uh, whatever. But, but, yeah, they want that, they want that, what did you call it, an artificial piece right. that, that isn't based on or sourced in, I think you used the phrase, Prince of Peace. May I tell you a story Please. very briefly? Yes. I don't want to dominate the time, but I can remember once my son and I were eating at the TGIF restaurant. Well, you know they sell alcohol there, and these it was around the holiday time, and they were singing carols and, and what have you, and there seemed to be, this is a perfect example of artificial peace. Everyone was hugging one another, and they were singing one Christmas song after another. And I said to my son, Derek Jr., I said, Derek, in a few minutes they'll be fighting. And we had to leave because the liquor got to them, and they were fighting. So what happened to that peace? Would you say, I think you would, people can't have peace in themselves or with anyone else unless they first settle the war with God. Right. It's impossible. Yeah. And no matter what you do to medicate yourself, and that's exactly what our society is doing, whether it be drugs or alcohol or uh, maybe it's golf, whatever. You know, they're trying to plug a hole, and that hole cannot be plugged with anything but God. And after that hole is plugged, then the peace will come. And that goes back to what we were just discussing on Monday regarding the bread of life, right. trying to fill their 
loss or um, or their just their needs with something else to bring them satisfaction right. when it's only that living bread right. that can exactly. that can solve that. Um, what else? What else you got, Prince of Peace? Anything else? Well, let's see here. I I, I wrote a few things down, and and now you got me off guard here. I Don't yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, as as we I told you, I was gonna. I told you I was gonna <laughs> lean on you for this one. Right. So go ahead. Uh, as we talk about Christ as the Prince of Peace and being the only means of of true and lasting peace, I think of the passage in Colossians one and twenty. How that peace was procured. It says through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. It's only by the blood of the cross that that peace can exist. And I'll also say this, that whatever peace we have, and I'm talking about believers now, I'm not talking about non-believers, that peace is only a token peace in this life. There's still going to be be times when we are not going to experience, first of all, that inner peace just because we live in a fallen world, that peace will not become a complete reality until the Prince of Peace comes. I, I don't know if you remember this song, but there was a song years ago where the, the, the lyrics were, there will never be any peace until God sits at the conference table. I don't agree with that at all. Until God sits at the conference table. God, in other words, God comes, and again, it's a kumbaya moment. Okay. We all sit down, and we'll just talk about it, and there will be peace. Mm-hmm. No, there won't be peace until the Prince of Peace sets up his kingdom in the millennial kingdom, where there will indeed be peace. I, I like these ideas here that, again, every name that he wears is a blessing that he shares. And here, really, the gospel could be summarized as peace. It is, it is God providing peace to people who are hostile to him. Yet, even in this life, like you just said, there'll be troubling things. Right. And Christ told us that in John 16. I have said these things to you, this is verse 33 of 16, I have mm-hmm. said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. Tribulation, right, like right. They're, they're, you know, I don't think it's, I don't know, maybe I'm talking wrongly here, but I don't think it's wrong for a Christian to say, man, I just don't, I just don't feel at peace. Right. Maybe not between God or right. with a brother or sister. That would be wrong. But in this world, we should never feel at right. ease or right. like we could. We should feel like a conflict. I think that was mm-hmm. one of the mm-hmm. the opposite words you used. A conflict as we exist in this world, like it's right. just rubbing us the wrong way, right. and there's friction and trouble. But he concludes that by saying, um, "Take take heart. Mm-hmm. I have overcome mm-hmm. the world." Amen to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I like what you said as far as not feeling at home in this world. If you have complete peace, I mean, if you're settled in your soul and you're comfortable being here, then you need to make your calling and election sure. You need to examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. Because how can you feel comfortable and at home when you're not at home because you are a citizen of heaven? Yeah. Another passage that might, just to conclude here, that I thought about when I, when I uh, think about peace is in Ephesians 
uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14. And this is talking about, okay, we've talked pretty, pretty extensively about the peace that is needed, the vertical peace, we could call it, right. the peace between us and God. And now what about the horizontal peace, peace between men or peace between nations? I think one of the most comical pictures in the history of America is the picture of the handshake that Jimmy Carter is, is remember that <laughs> yeah. handshake? Yeah. And it's all right. these hands in the middle. Right. Like the, I don't remember who the guys were, um, maybe it was I Sadat. Know Arafat was okay. one, and I'm thinking of, uh, Men- not Menachem Begin, but it was, it was someone from the Jewish side. Okay, I, I was I probably six or eight years old yeah. when that happened, but the two guys are shaking, and Carter's got it, both of his hands on the, right. It just looks like a bunch of hands and everybody's smiling real mm-hmm. big. It did not last. It was a good photo op. It that was, was it. It it it's and then every every leader promises that peace and and it's not gonna come. But there can be an element of peace between nations, Jew and Gentile, based on what Christ did. Here's what it says. Um it talks about that middle wall of partition right. in Ephesians 2. Mm-hmm. And that's not, now we're talking about the vertical piece, mm-hmm. that middle wall that exists between Jew and Gentile. Um, remember, at that time, you were separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Anyone mm-hmm. who was not a Jew was kind of on the outside right. looking in. But now, those are always great buts in the Bible, the great contradictions that are listed in the Bible, where he says something is true, but now, and then this is what he says in verse 13, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off or on the outside looking in, you have been brought near by the blood of Christ. You already mentioned that, Mm -hmm. the peace Mm -hmm. through the blood. For he himself is our peace, peace. who has made us both, that is Jew and Gentile, one, and broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility, another one of the opposite words that you used, and has brought people together. Um, He has abolished the law of commandments, that he might create in himself one new man. This is the church in place of the two, so making peace, Hmm. and might reconcile us, that's Jew and Gentile, both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off, and peace to those who are near, for through him we both have mm-hmm. access in one spirit mm-hmm. by the Father. That's a Amen. that's a like a theme section on peace. Right. What it, mm-hmm. what what in there stands out to you as far as the vertical peace? But it also is in there the uh, horizontal peace as well that right. comes. Well, what I think about as far as the uh, you're saying the horizontal peace. Now, either like, either okay. what strikes you? When I in think that? of the horizontal peace, obviously, if Christ does not intervene, there can be no peace whatsoever. But when men's hearts are transformed by God, regenerated by the Holy Spirit, now they are enabled to live in harmony, not only with their creator, but with their fellow men. So the thing is, is what's going to fix or at least give us a modicum of peace in our society is not going to be education. It's not going to be money. It's not going to be politics. It's not going to be just being kind to one another, but it takes the transformation of heart uh, by God. And when that occurs, then there can be that. And we do experience some of that because of Christians, uh, because of Christians, because Christians are the salt of the earth. They are the preservative of the earth. 
I was so into what you're saying, I forgot what I was going to ask you. Um, okay, here here it was. We got about a couple of minutes left. Uh, we focus pretty heavily on the peace. Why do you think? Why do you think prince of peace? What, what about the prince term? There? Right. I I, I uh, studied that a little bit, and what I came up with is, first of all, it recognizes his royal nature and his royal status. Then it recognizes his relationship to David, being the greater David, the Messiah. He sits on the throne of David, so he's royalty in that human sense. But ultimately, he is royalty in the divine sense because he is the son of the, the, the king of heaven. And as a result of that, he submits himself to the king, so he's not saying that he's the king, he's saying mm -hmm. that he's a prince, even though we know by the time we get to Revelation, it says that he is the, uh, the king of kings and the lord of lords. But in the context of this, he is willfully the prince, submitting himself under the king's rule, authority, and will. And think of all of that aspect besides the royalty aspect. Here is the prince providing himself to be our peace. Amen. He, he he could have sent somebody. Mm -hmm. He could have delegated that duty. Right. But in a way, he, he could have, but he couldn't. That's true. <laughs> you know, because right. who else could do it? Right. That's all hypothetical, which right. uh, yeah. I told Tony on Sunday that uh, <laughs> I, we, I don't deal in hypotheticals, so <laughs> he'll get upset when he hears this. Just kidding, Tony. Um, connect with us if you need help in any way. Give us a call or a text. All the stuff is always listed in the descriptions here, the podcast. We'd love to have you reach out. Please share the podcast with others. Have a great and good Wednesday. And uh, we look forward to another name of Christ, Lord willing, on Friday. <laughs>